0: Come on, let's give God some praise this morning. I feel like we're a little bit quiet today. Come on, why don't we lift up a shout of praise this morning. We thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you are Jehovah Jireh this morning. You are our provider. And we give you all the glory this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. we in church this morning. Amen, amen. Wow. Who liked that song? Call the name, call the name of Jesus, Jehovah Nissi. We're going to talk about that this morning. And uh, he fights our battles. He does fight our battles. And so uh, I believe that this morning. And um, I pray that as we walk out of these doors after this service, that it's not just uh, I'll sit on Facebook for half an hour, wait for Tim to finish go get my coffee, get my kids and go home. I pray this morning that God changes us this morning. And not because I'm anything special, but because His Word is amazing and His Holy Spirit is here this morning. And that's what I'm praying for and believing for this morning is that my words and who I am won't change you, but Jesus will change you. And you'll walk out changed this morning. Your coffee will taste different. Maybe better. I don't know. But that's what I'm praying for this morning. And I hope you're ready for that this morning. And so why don't you take your seat, give the team a hand. They were awesome. Well, there's a lot of sport on at the moment, hey, and I've been watching the cricket, staying up too late, being uh, really um, engrossed in that. There's been Wimbledon and uh, Fiona and Lindsay Harris went to Wimbledon, which is cool. And uh, I think they're flying back today. Um, from that, which is awesome, it's good to have Zalia and Kat back, who are here, who are six weeks in Europe, had an amazing time traveling around. So welcome back, guys! Good to see you back, and uh, you're all you're healthy and all good. And um, and the Bulldogs won last night. The doggies got up over the uh, really kind of um, second-grade rabbitohs team, but we'll take it. We'll take a win, and um, the Panthers have a bye this weekend, so have to wait till next week. Anyway. It's a bit of sport. Who's been watching the cricket? Australia versus England, one of the greatest sporting rivalries that's ever been. And um, uh, Alex Carey and uh, they hate the English hate losing, don't they? Is any is there any English here this morning? There's a couple of you. Well, Johnny Haddock, are you a sore loser? No, you're you're all right. You're one of the good ones. It was a fair wicket, I'm just going to say that, it was a fair wicket and um, suck it up, they're just losing and that's why they don't like it. (laughs) All good, Romans chapter 10 verse 1 to 17 says this, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved, for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the Scripture says, anyone who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So my message this morning morning is, are you calling on the name of the Lord? Do you call on the name of the Lord? See, this passage says it's not just knowledge. So we can sit in church and live our Christian life with the knowledge of what God, who God is and what God can do, but we never confess or we never speak it out. So today, my heart and my prayer is that we'd walk out of here confessing our Lord Jesus Christ, that He is Lord of all. Are we calling on His name? That it can't just sit in here and go, I know about God, I know that He can do that, I know that He might do that. No, He can do that. He can do whatever need is in your life that needs fixing. He can heal you, He can fix you, He can provide for you. So this morning, we're going to go through, uh, like this song did, some of the names of God, and what He can do if you call on His name. If you call on His name. I don't just want to be a Christian that just takes it all in up here and goes, gets to my end of my age and goes to heaven and goes, well, I knew all about it, God. I knew it all. But it's saying, don't just have knowledge. Confess it with your mouth. Speak it out this morning. He is our God. He is our provider. He is our healer. Start confessing it this morning call the name, call the name, call the name Jehovah. This is the song we sang. Jehovah Nissi, fight your battles. Jehovah Jireh, meet your needs. Jehovah Rapha, heal your body. Jehovah Shalom, be your peace. And we're going to start speaking that out this morning. Jehovah is another name for God. It was used in the Old Testament by the Hebrews, but it was known as Yahweh. And the Jews changed it. This is after Christ. The Jews changed it because Yahweh was so reverent. And even some of the letters, they didn't pronounce it Yahweh. And it was so reverent, they couldn't say Lord because it was such a, they, were so, they revered God so much. They couldn't say, say it. So they came up with Yahweh. And then it got Latinized to Jehovah. But they couldn't actually say Lord because they revered him so much that they came up with Yahweh. And that moved on to Jehovah. So what we're seeing is Jehovah is a name for God. And number one, he fights your battles. Jehovah Nissi, which literally means Jehovah, my banner. He is my banner. The Lord is my banner. Psalm 20 verse 5 says, May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. In verses 6 to 8, Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. Anyone want victory this morning? He gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of the right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. We trust in the name of the Lord. Though they are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. God's people continue to say, the Lord is my banner because it is in his power that the enemies are vanquished. The Lord is our banner. It is under him whom we unite. He is our saviour. We are rescued. We are identified in him. You know, this word banner, nissi, which means banner, in the Old Testament, the armies Who's watched some old medieval shows and, you know, they ride into battle on the horses and they have the big sticks and they've got like their, their, their banner on it. That is what they meant by the banner. So the bannermen, they'd go first into battle. No weapons. They would be holding the banner of who the army was and what they represented. And the soldiers looked up, saw the banner and, remind, and remembered who they were fighting for. So that's what this is referring to. Jehovah, my banner. So he goes before you. He goes before you. He fights your battles. I don't know what you're battling this morning, but Jehovah Nissi, he will fight your battles. He's in front of you. He's got the banner, his banner. He's above and he's, a, he's, a, it forward, he's moving forward in front of you in what you're facing today. And so this morning, I hope we have some faith this morning that to remind ourselves that he is our banner he fights your battles he fights our battles and it takes the pressure off right it takes the pressure off that he fights our battles what are some of the battles we face today battles for our attention this is a big one i think is today is battles for our allegiance you know, I, I think you turn on the media and it's a battle for who, what side you support in something. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a battle for our allegiance. And, and I'm reminded every time I watch that, that our allegiance is with Jesus. It's not with a government. It's not with a cause that, other than Jesus. He is our allegiance. And um, we can fight many things in this life, but our allegiance is with Him. It's the battle with sin. We all have battles with sin. Every, we're all human but he fights our battles for us. If you're struggling with sin or you're addicted to something or whatever, he fights the battles on your behalf. You just have to call on his name. When we call on the name of the Lord, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. He's in front of the battle that I'm facing. He goes before me. You know, this world right now, the, the devil, and I, I don't know, you know, I'm not, you know, I actually hate talking about the devil because I'd rather talk about Jesus. But the devil is out there to kill and destroy. And I don't know about you, but from 10, 15, 20 years ago, it seems to be ramping up. It's ramping up. And we can have all of our opinions on what that is and government this and government that or this person this or this person that. We can have all these opinions on what it actually is. But let me tell you, there's an evil one. And he is at work to kill and destroy. And he hates the fact that we're aligned with Jesus. And so a battle that we face today is a spiritual battle. It's not a battle of, oh, you know, I've got to go home and get the shopping and, oh, my gosh, it's crazy, life's crazy. There is a spiritual battle going on that we need to be aware of. And so we need to align ourselves with him. And he fights our battles for us. Number two, Jehovah Jireh, he meets your needs. He meets your needs. Jehovah Jireh is another name for God and means the Lord will provide. You know, in Genesis and the story of Abraham and Isaac is where the story begins with a, a really strange command from God to Abraham instructing him to offer his son up as a sacrifice. The next morning, Abraham packs wood and a knife and he and Isaac traveled him. Moriah the place God had specified as they near the site Isaac questions Abraham concerning the intended offering where is the lamb because they used the lambs normally use the lamb for the offering with great faith Abraham responds God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son upon reaching the place God had chosen Abraham demonstrates his faith and obedience by building an altar he put Isaac on the altar it is a strange command. I reckon if God said to me, put Lincoln on an altar and burn him, I'd be like, devil? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> like, there's no way in the world. But Abraham obeyed. Abraham, before he finished the offering, an angel of the Lord calls him from heaven, and Isaac's life is spared. Then Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham names the place Jehovah-Jireh because of God's gracious provision of a substitute for Isaac. So God confirms his covenant with Abraham. See, this account of Abraham on Mount Moriah is a presentation of the Lord's eternal grace. Jehovah-Jireh is not the Lord did provide, but the Lord will provide. In other words, the name does not suggest it's a past thing, but it's something that's happening in the future. So he is going to provide for you. Jehovah Jireh, he is going to provide for you. Whatever that looks like, he is our provider. When we call on the name of the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, he provides for us. He can provide for you today. We just need to call on his name. You know, one of the biggest things i got out of reading out of Romans is that as Christians, sometimes I think we just never open our mouths. We never actually call on God. We just kind of hope it happens. Or we think it might happen okay. Or God's kind of on my side, but I'll just see what happens. But what I take out of Romans is it says to open your mouth, to confess that He is your Lord. And so when, and I'm speaking to myself in this too, because sometimes as humans, we go through the normal thing of going, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? But in Romans, it says, just confess that he is your Lord. And what we're reading through here in the Old Testament is, is stories of people who call on God. And he meets their needs. So like what we've been saying in the God, Money and Me series, when finance is down, what do you do? Do you call on God? Or do you fall in a heap in the lounge room? And I'm, I'm talking to myself that I'm praying that I would have the faith to stand up and go, God, I need you right now. God, you are my provider. You are my provider. Not the bank, not the job I have, but you are my provider. Amen. Number three, we're flying through these this morning. He heals your body. Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals in Hebrew. Jehovah Rapha is one of the many different names found in the Old Testament. Jehovah Rapha in the Old Testament, has the power to heal physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Neither in purity of body nor in purity of soul can we stand the purifying power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus showed that he was our, the great physician who heals the sick. In Galilee, Jesus went from town to town, healing every disease and sickness among the people. In Matthew 4.23, in Judea, large crowds followed him and he healed them. In fact, wherever he went, into villages, towns, or the countryside, they placed the sick in marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Not only did Jesus heal people physically, he also healed them spiritually by the forgiveness of their sins. Every day, in every way, Jesus proved himself to be Jehovah Rapha in the flesh. In every way. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about miracles and why don't we see as many miracles today as what happened in Jesus' time? And because we read Jesus actually said, the power that is in me is in you. Yeah. So that's the, that's that means we can have miracles, right? Yeah. That means we can pray for miracles. Yeah. You can pray for miracles. I can pray for miracles. Yeah. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you. Yeah. So why don't we see it? As much. And maybe sometimes our faith is in the doctors and the surgeons. And so thank God for them. The miracle of medicine and science is amazing. And so I'm not putting that down at all. But sometimes we put our trust in them more than Jesus. You know, when we go through something, like with mental health, or, you know, we've got something, an ailment, it's so easy to just to do what the doctor says. And that's great. And we should all do that. But what about Jesus? The great physician. Why don't we go to Jesus and call on his name when we need a miracle? Maybe we would see a lot more miracles if we all did that. Maybe we would. In John 5, 1-8, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, (laughs) pick up your mat and walk. And once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. Why did that happen so quickly? Why did that happen so quickly? And I think we just need to have faith and confess with our mouth that He is Lord and He is our healer. If we confess that, maybe we would see some miracles. Maybe we would see some healing, some miraculous healings. The, The name Jehovah Rapha, it appears in Exodus 15, 26, where God says to His people, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on on any of you the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So not only does he heal you, he also covers you. Oh my goodness, in today's world, I want to be covered by the blood of Jesus. And I know you do too, but sometimes we forget it. And so we have to call on the name of Jesus and say, God, be my covering today. Be my healer today. The doctor's report might be bad, but Lord, you are my healer. At Him heart, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that He is greater. Yeah. His healing power is mightier. Yeah. Yeah. And He is there to heal you this morning. Number four, He is our peace. Jehovah Shalom. It is commonly translated as peace. But Shalom implies more than a lack of conflict. So it's not just wartime peace or peace between each other. It's also peace inside of us. Shalom means completeness, soundness, welfare, and peace. Oh, that was kind of cool, Brother Clive. (laughs) Who loves Clive? I love Clive. Elder Clive, Cardinal Clive. What other word have we got for you, Clive? Mr. Clive. (laughs) Music Director Clive. So Jehovah Shalom, conflict and peace isn't just external, it's also internal. So even in trials, we can have peace. You know, we pray for peace like right now with Russia and Ukraine, we pray for peace and make God work in that situation. All those innocent people, and it's it's shocking, It's horrendous, And um, that's not God's plan for the earth. And we need to pray for that. But we can also pray for peace inside of us. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. This is the story about Paul and Silas. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. That doesn't sound peaceful, does it? After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. Oh my gosh, isn't this an amazing story? That Paul and Silas, while they're in prison, that's not a very peaceful place to be, is it? And yet what did they do? They opened their mouth. They started singing songs. Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't know if I was in prison with shackles on. Be able to sing. I don't know if I could bring myself to that. I think I'd be thinking about all the worst case scenarios. What's going to happen here? How long am I going to be in here? But what did they choose to do? They opened their mouths and they started singing hymns to God. And what did it do? God heard their cries and he opened the doors and this is what's such amazing about this story we focus on that bit but here's the other amazing part the prison guard got saved so because they opened their mouth and they confessed that he is lord god let them open the doors and freed them but then it also gave peace to others the jailer it revealed jesus to the jailer And so this is why it's important as Christians, we don't just walk around with our mouths shut. Start confessing that He is Lord, even in the trials, even when you're in jail. Start confessing and crying out to Him, even if your body needs healing, even if you're getting a bit older and it's like, oh my goodness, start crying out to God because others around you will be saved. With the confession of your faith, others can be saved. So if you have family members that need saving today or need to know Jesus, Start confessing around them. Start singing hymns around them. Come on, let's not be afraid and start crying out to God. When we call on the name of the Lord, Jehovah Shalom, He is our peace. And what's amazing is we can show others peace. Just by doing that. It's got a couple of scriptures here I want to read on Peace. I want to speak them over you today. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. John 14.27 Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Psalm 4, verse 8, in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Romans 5, 1, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder if the team can come up. Psalm 119, great peace have those who love you. Nothing can make them stumble. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. John 16.33, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So, this morning, we will have trouble. News flash for you. All of us will have trouble in this life. But who are we going to call on for our our help? Jehovah Nissi, he fights your battles. He's your banner. He goes before you. Jehovah Jireh, he is your provider. He is your provider this morning. Thank you, Jesus. So today, what I want you to do is we're going to stand. And we're just not, we've got a few minutes left. And I know we're sometimes a quiet church, but right now we're going to be a loud church. And it's nothing crazy. It's actually what Jesus said to do, was call on His name. You'll be healed. You'll have peace. Prison doors will fling open. Whatever you've been battling, come on, let's stand this morning and we're going to start speaking out and confessing in faith and we're going to call on His name. So as the team starts singing, I'd love for us to all lift our hands. Come on, it's a sign of worship. Thank you, Jesus.